Warm yet? Not yet. That's on you. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Music advice coming at you. Coming at you. We're back. We're, we're back. <laughs> they said we wouldn't be back. And we're back. And we're back. You know, Peter, you know what I love about this? We've been doing this podcast now for. I don't know, 15 years? No. 16 years? Nope. How long have we been doing nope. this for? Seems like four that. Four years. Four years? Four to five. Are you sure? Three, four, five. And you still, know. after every intro, when I start the theme music, you look at me like, thumbs up, thumbs well, down? What should we, what, what should we do? Well, because sometimes you'll give like this, you'll do this, or you're like, and then we'll restart. Let's, let's, be, let's be transparent. Yeah. I wonder, though, if you never... <laughs> yeah. If you, no, we do. But I wonder if you never looked at me with a thumbs up. I think I might just plow ahead. You know what? I'm, a, I'm the consummate performer. Always looking for affirmation. You <laughs> Actually, we had a we had a funny uh, event. We played some really great gigs. Shout out to all of the greater St. Louis metropolitan area. The 442s <laughs> were on a tour last week. I heard. We uh, we were playing Thursday through Saturday. Look out. It's the most that band ever plays together in a row, right. which is really fun. But we played in, uh, in beautiful... How those classical guys do? They were probably tired. They oh, they were exhausted. A union man. break, oh, right? Oh, they did. No, those... Yeah, they were... <laughs> they, they were not used to that much... <laughs> In a row. No, but we played a beautiful gig out in Union, Missouri at the East Central Community College, which yeah. you know very well. Yep. They've got a great concert series out there. And we got a we got a nice encore. Shout out to that piano there. Oh, it's a beautiful Steinway piano. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we got a nice encore, and I told the audience, I was like, you don't understand. We've all been trained since we were kids to respond to applause. So if you applaud for us, we'll pretty much do whatever you need us to do. <laughs> right. Like if you need a light bulb changed in your bathroom, that's right. And I get a room full of applause as a musician, right. I'll probably do it. Right. Yeah. We are thin-skinned, affirmation-needing performers totally. at home. Yeah, we have no <laughs> with, a, with a low level of self-awareness. No qualms about how much I need it in my life. So yeah, no, really fun. Thanks yeah. to everybody for coming out for all those. And you, uh, you had a nice week last week, apparently. I was Here not doing gigs every night. I was not even. Uh, I actually encountered a piano kind of by accident. Uh, I was I was down in Mexico, uh, celebrating Mexican Independence Day. As it turns out, that oh. was not our main reason for going. Oh, you didn't go down just for that? No, okay. but we were there for that. That was fun. Viva Mexico. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was down there with uh, my wife Kelly Martin, celebrating our twenty fifth wedding anniversary. Oh, congrats! They said man. it wouldn't last. Well, how'd you pull and by that they, off? I mean Kelly. <laughs> how'd you pull that off with a? <laughs> With a gem like Kelly Martin for 25 years. Well, that's, that's impressive, man. Funny story. So I said, um, somebody actually asked us there, 
about how, what's the secret to 25 years? Yeah. And I always kind of um, demure at that kind of question because I'm certainly not an expert in relationships or, or anything, and I don't like giving any advice. Uh, I just like to accept the good grace and luck that the world brings me occasionally and try not to screw it up. Yeah. You know? But I said, I was like, well, the, the secret is that we basically have spent like 12 and a half years together. About half the time I've been gone on the road. Yeah. So, the, so I don't want to... How romantic, meant, Pete. How romantic. I know. I, no, I meant that to say like, <laughs> I was trying to be, you know, like self-effacing a little bit and not like, yeah. uh, don't give me credit for 25 years. Just give us credit for 12 years. And what did Kelly say? And Kelly said, well, for me, actually, it's that the secret is that we're best friends. Yeah. And so Bloody I was kind of like, what? yeah, that too. That, I, uh, I like it. You know, like when you answer first, but then you like the next answer better. Ouch. Yeah, that was, I, yeah. So anyway, it's a combination. It's a oh. combination. <laughs> well, I shouldn't be telling the story, but you know how sometimes when something embarrassing or shameful happens to you, yeah. you don't want to hold it. You no, got you to share good. it sometimes. Good. So. We've all been there. We've all been there. <laughs> Well, man, it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. We've had a Adam's like we've all been there. I would never say that, you <laughs> stupid idiot. <laughs> no, we've um, man, we've had a crazy couple of weeks here. I yeah. feel like it's been a year since we've been sitting here making podcasts right. because uh, you've made an album live in front of the whole world to see, which is a huge success, man. Congrats on that. It was an amazing record. Well, you produced it. Well, so. congrats to me. So the too, Grammys man. coming no, to you as well. Actually, shout out to Caleb and all our team here at Open Studio, Andy and Rachel and Dan and just everybody who was involved in making the success. Did you see that? Yeah, there was a guy on a <laughs> on a uni on a uni a unitard. He was wearing a unitard on a unicycle that oh, just flew by. That was he was going way too fast that was on a the street. Vehicle. Yeah, that was he's going to get yeah. hurt. Yeah, but uh, no, we've we've been doing a lot of stuff uh, in between podcasts here, so it's nice to be back in this week. Things. What are we talking about today? Peter? Are we talking about getting cold? <laughs> or are we talking about what are we talking about? We're talking about getting warm, warming up. Oh yeah, warm right. up. And this is your baby, but I've got some thoughts, but I also am, don't feel like, well, are there two different kinds of warm-ups? There's like the warm-ups that we do for musical development, and then yeah. there's just like warming up to kind of get ready to do something for musical development or performance, right? Well, I, you know, it's a curious thing. So I'm, I'm always curious when a pianist that I respect uh, sits down at a piano for the first time. If you ever get a chance to be at like a sound check mm -hmm. or, you know, when someone is just approaching a new instrument yeah. on a gig um, at a recording session or something like that, I'm always fascinated by what these great pianists will sit down and do. And uh, it started off actually when Fred Hirsch made his course with Open Studio. I was on like a Zoom call for the first course, just right. kind of observing right. everything. And he sat down and Fred, uh, who, as you all know, is a genius piano player, said to the entire room, I'm going to warm up and I'm going to do something that's going to seem very silly, but this is just what I do. And I can't remember <laughs> exactly what he did. And I actually asked Brian Fielding about this, our friend Brian Fielding, who's friends with Fred. But it was something very like... Like, just like, it was something very rudimentary, harmonic wise, and then he would start to move it around melodically. And next time we talk to Fred, I'm definitely going to ask him about this because it, it just struck me as he's warming up his body for sure. He's, and, and, but not the way that I see a lot of younger players warm up, which is a lot of like, like just play as fast as you can right. or like, you know, just take it to like some kind of ridiculous right. technical feat. But he was just very, it was sounded like some kind of Bach chorale, Bach. but with like some changes. Right? right. And then I saw a YouTube video of a masterclass that Brad Meldow gave way back in the early two thousands. The aughts. 
the aughts. And he was talking about how he, when he sits down to any piano for the first time, you know, he kind of does a similar thing where he'll, he was obviously just picking spots. So here I'm in the key of F and he would just kind of, I'm gonna, like, I'm just going to hit the big landmarks. We'll go to the four and then we're going to find our way back. And then maybe we'll go to the five and then find our way back in these various ways. So, and he was doing it even more like triadic than me. Yeah. Maybe we'll find the two. Maybe we'll find the six. By find, I mean secondary dominance, tritone substitutions, you know, voice leading to get you to the major landmarks of a key. And then he even, in this video, you can see it on YouTube, Brad Mildor warming up. Then he's like changing keys to different keys. And I'm not doing it justice here, but this is now what I've started doing when I sit down. Should you be looking at your piano. shoes right now? I should be gazing at my shoes. But it's it's this idea of like living, and I I know classical organists calling this too, playing in a key, mm. right? Just like improvising in a key, going to the major landmarks of the key, the one, the four, the five, the relative minor, you know, and then all of these sort of medians like the three and uh, the, the two and things like that. Mm just getting around in a key as opposed to like running scales or something. And I have found this, Peter, and I don't know, I'm really curious to know what you do on a gig. I've seen you in here, of course, but you're very intentional. But I found that it's not really about warming up physically. I mean, it is about warming up physically to a point, but it's yeah. more, they're, what they're doing is warming up their musical minds. Mm. Like they're, they're sort of, they're sort of like um, mowing mowing the, the lawn around the intersections of music for them so that they can sort of see the pathways in front of them, right? Cultivating the pathways right. in a little warm-up. I thought that was really interesting. It almost sounds like maybe like a, a musical, you know, walk around the garden where you're observing different things. That's kind of what, as even when you were doing that demonstration, I was thinking about it. It's like you're maybe somewhere that you've seen before from afar, but... Now you're a little bit closer. It's like you're not going to just charge into that garden. It's like let's walk around yeah. a little bit and see what's what's here. Let's get warmed up with my environment. Um, and I think that there is an element, certainly, of getting acquainted with an instrument that's a little bit different. Well, too. you because you can do this all throughout the ranges, mm -hmm. and you get to hit different inversions. Next time any of you sit down to a new instrument, just pick a key, pick E flat or something, and see if you can practice. You know, some modal interchange going to E flat minor and then back to E flat. See if you can practice secondary dominance. Yeah. Going to all the major landmarks. Sussing those out. Doing little two fives to those secondary dominance to the landmarks. And then you can play its secondary and you, dominance. Then you can play its secondary dominant to the two or five yeah no seriously but so this is then turned into an entire course we have here at open studio called genius chord warm-ups and i've done like like i don't know 50 shorts on these on these different ways that you might approach it but really the main way is improvisation is to sit yeah. down and just live within a key but if you want to start out um for our open studio if you're an open studio member the genius chord warm-ups is on your dashboard if not you can check out everything i've done on youtube or instagram or tiktok on these warm-ups yeah um and then we might even throw a little link in here too for a let's do it a one let's do thing it. for i mean i think that the um the idea that we're warming up our improvisational mind yeah our creative juices not even to the point of like oh i've got to get to this certain point so i can react to this 
sound or chord. It's like, no, the same way like a, a great athlete would warm up. They're not jumping right into the the hardest part that they're going to have to do. Like if they're a sprinter, like that top speed. In fact, they're never going to hit yeah. that until they're in the actual race. But what are the things that they're doing? How is that related to preparing not just their body? Because, I mean, look, just like an in, in athlete, if you're not prepared to do – 100 meters in under 10 seconds there's nothing you're going to do in the five minutes before that's going to really get you yeah. ready but like how are you preparing your mind yeah how are you how are you getting your body to the point where you can start to do that absolutely well high level athletes don't forget you know they talk about their preparation right before a game or a match or a meet or whatever there's a lot of visualization of yeah. what's about to take place right where they're walking through and I think that's what these kinds of warm-ups do. Yeah. Is you're and a little walking bit of, through scenarios that are going to happen. Right. You know? Right. They're not the actual, like, tune you're going to play. They're right. not. They're the musical area. They're, but there is a certain amount of actualization of, you know, putting your hand on the on the keys and, like, moving around. and But also with your mind in terms of, like, some basic connections. Five to one, two to five to one. Yeah. Or just try it or whatever. And starting like warming up the musical mind. I love that concept because I thought we were going to be talking about mostly about like, how do you warm up your hands? And I'm always like, oh, I don't even always do that. No, I know and when don't. I do it, I don't necessarily play any better on the gig. <laughs> Every time. So here's what I've noticed about you. And I wonder if you even have a, a definite philosophy. You don't have to have a definite philosophy. By the way, you could be playing outside and it's a little cooler outside. And maybe you should run scales really fast to warm up your hands yeah. so that you can just get loose or whatever. Like this, this could change from scenario to scenario. But what I've noticed about you, Peter, I wonder what your, your plan is on this or if you even have a plan, is you usually sit down with a tune. Like, I hear you, the first thing you play at an instrument is usually a tune. Mm. You'll sit down with a song and start playing something. Right. Is that usually what you do on a new instrument? Um, yeah, or, or like some changes, some chord changes. Not, maybe not as um, methodical as what you were just doing. It might be some like a, a blues or something. Just kind of whatever pops in my head. Like, I don't really look at it as super important. Like, okay, I always play this one tune so I can compare... Like I do whatever sort of happens to be on my mind or just stream of consciousness, but that's more like getting used to a new instrument yeah. kind of a thing. You know, yeah. if it's an instrument, if it's like one of our instruments here that we really know that I'm familiar with, um, I do like to kind of go through some explorative types of things to, you know, to kind of open things up with my mind. I I always think about like not like this didn't start out as a conscious thing, but I'm kind of glad I did it over the years. I always sort of avoided a very specific warm-up routine that I had to do because I very quickly f realized in different performance situations that you're not always going to have a chance to do that. That's right. Sometimes you don't get a chance to warm up. Right. And so I was afraid like, well, if I, because I mean, that becomes very much a habit thing, right? Mm -hmm. You're training yourself. I mean, there, there might be certain things that you're actually able to open up your hands with whatever, but then what do you do if you don't have... I was always afraid of that because I was like, it's going to happen a lot. Like if you play violin and you always keep your violin, you can always find like a bathroom to go in and, or, or whatever to warm up, you know. Uh, but it's like with piano, sometimes you're, lit, you know, bam, you just drop there and playing it for the first time. Yeah. So the, the thing of like warming up, I mean, talking about cold hands or something... I've got a great warm-up for cold hands, though. It's called gloves. Gloves are great. <laughs> you know, yeah. But really, it was just like, you don't want to go in with cold hands. And definitely, I see people like, oh, I'm cold. And they're like, you know, just like. Start to flop. Yeah. I'm like, no, Stupid. don't do that. Yeah, that's yeah, going to like, you're going to tense up and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Um, so yeah, you want to, you want to get the temperature of your hands and your body. It's not just yeah. the same way we make sound with everything from the shoulder, really the whole body, the torso, your butt is on the seat, like all that energy has to go in. You got to warm up your whole body. And if you're on a gig where there is going to be a lot of blowing and you know, you're going to need to know how the piano responds. I'm not saying don't, you know, play fast lines. Definitely yeah. do. Like see where the action is, yeah. see where the throwback is, see how it. A lot of times pianos change in the upper register, so see how that feels. Yep. You know, run some arpeggios, just to see where it is right. that day. A little casino lick. Do, a little, do some, do some casino licks just to see where everything's throwing. You know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. But that can be very. But also, you know, I, what I love too about just the sort of like slow chords and and you're opening up your musical mind, but you're also like. Uh, you should be sort of like registering the piano, like where is the break? Like how softly can I play? Yeah. You know what's the dynamic range of this instrument? What are the limitations? What, what are, are the, the limitations? Corpse? How loud are we gonna get here? You know, like all of these things can be very handy. And then while you're doing that, you're also like sort of practicing these different pathways that you know you're gonna have to approach, or you yeah. at least want to have opened up for you as yeah. you're as you're warming up. Absolutely. So, yeah. You know, one thing that may be helpful for folks, I'll add in, um, and I, I don't think this is this is not equally applicable to all instruments. So we'll just talk about piano um, for this mostly. But in terms of warming up in your daily practice routine. I think that this is an area, and look, this works for me, so your mileage may vary, YMMV, we know that, and take it for what it's worth, maybe it works for you, but you don't have to warm up the same every day. And in fact, for myself, I find that it's not valuable to be into a fixed normal oh, totally. routine. Now, there are very much habitual and like routine-based things I do in my practice, but the warm-up is not one of them. I do warm up sometimes with scales, with arpeggio, with just like triads. I don't normally do it, you know, the improvisational thing right at the beginning, but I love that. That's super valuable. But what I find is that in terms of warming up the musical mind and then also sort of the tactical what am I going to get accomplished yeah. in my practice? That varies every day. Some days, like I'm totally. ready to dig right into 100%. writing something, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, don't get so fixated on, you know. Well, maybe, maybe if if you're the kind that needs sort of a trigger to to segue into your practice, yeah, some people then need have that. a short thing. Yeah. And then, but be ready to extend it some days when you need it. But also, you can you can get a little wisdom and learn what works for you. Like yeah. for me, man, if I'm away from the keyboard for a couple of days yes. and then I have to play a gig. Yeah. My warm-up is definitely going to include some arpeggios. Right. Because that's the easiest way for me to like really feel the space of the piano. Again, right. To right. get hooked get back familiar in. Again. Connect. Close my eyes, use my peripheral, whatever it is, so that I, I'm feeling my way on the keyboard, connecting to the full keyboard up and down, as opposed to just doing you know the chord thing. I yeah. can really like get a, a, a nice yeah. breath. And also practice some technical hitches that I have, getting my thumb crossed under... Chromatic scales are great for that. We always preach chromatic scales around here at Open Studio. Just practice getting your thumb under can be great. Yeah. And that's a specific situation. I haven't played the piano in a couple of days, maybe. Yeah. I got this gig. I'm on a new piano. I really want to get locked in on this keyboard. Yeah. Um, so that could be a good way to do yeah, it. Yeah, and I mean, the more we can develop that kind of self-awareness in terms of what we need and think about it, um, 
like it's it's not a bug, but it's a feature when we need more of something or we're deficient in some, something from day to day, as long as we're aware of that, because then we can plug that into our warm-up routine. Totally. So, you know, like last week I was doing, I was not at the piano at all the whole week, but I was doing yoga every day, way more intensely hey. than I normally oh, do. Oh, that's it. nice, man. Yeah. And so it was just a great reminder to me that like every day is, I was at the same place, well, it was sort of different class, but some of the same teachers. But your body's different every day. Yeah. And it's the same for us at the piano, like a, a physically demanding instrument. Yep. But then also most of what we're talking about, a musically demand. I mean, every instrument is no, potentially musically demanding. Piano is, right? is highly musically demanding. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like, it's okay some days to be like, wow, I need more warm-up in this area. That, don't get down on yourself about that. Develop that kind of self-awareness. Like, our, And our bodies are not perfectly in balance all the time, even if we're doing the things that need to be. I mean, I bet yours is, know this. <laughs> I bet yours is now after a week of yoga every day. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just like, you know, breathing, like, eat, and we talk about breathing and we can do a whole other episode. We will we'll do that. But yeah, yeah but, but breathing, the importance of that in playing the piano, when you're doing it in a way, you take away the element of all those things and you really start to think about breathing. It's not equal every day, whether you got allergies or not. It, it changes from left side to right side. We know about left side and right side being different at the piano. That's a big part of our battle. So like a lot of times we're looking for solutions to these challenges and we can think about a big part of that solution as just being awareness to how you're interacting with those challenges on a day by day basis. Yeah. That's already part of the solution as, as opposed to being like, oh, I'm still struggling with this. It's like, no, what am I struggling with today? What am I not? Let's focus our attention on that. And, and make that part of our, our daily development. That's right. Yeah, there's no magic bullet warm-up here. It's really no. just about paying attention right. and, and keep on trying different things and having fun with it. So really. let's call this episode the magic bullet yep. warm-up. Yep. And then you get yep. right to the end here. 100%. And we say... <laughs> no, we are going to put, though, we'll put a link here in the description uh, to the Genius Chord warm-ups course. I think this is like one of the only things you can get a la carte here at Open Studio. It's a great entree to Open Studio if you've never bought an Open Studio anything. It's a great appetizer as it's well. It's a great appetizer. To, I meant entree as in like no, it's super confusing to me. Why does an entree mean the entry, but it's the main course? Never understood that. Anyway, we'll put a link here. I think it's like less than twenty. You want bucks. to dig into that question? I, I really it's, it's don't. Too late Until next it. time, you'll hear it. Mm -hmm.